welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hello, this is Buddy C. Welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. Today we have Amy and Marla and Chris and Lou and Craig. Good to have everyone. Craig's informed today, so guys, just be prepared for uh, an extra layer of Craig. So <laughs> we're ready. Announcements. Uh, BuddyC.org. Uh, got a lot of things there. We've got our list of, uh, under the resources page, there's the list of um tools to use during the holidays that we talked about, and we're going to be adding a few of those. Got some really good responses to that tool list. We've been using that in the nightly uh, 9 p.m. meeting, too. We've had a couple of meetings, actually, for the third week. I think the Monday night meeting is going to try to finish that list, and then we're adding a few to the list, too, I think. So um, that's uh, zoomaameetings.com every night at 9 p.m with an open discussion AA meeting and then a speaker meeting on Saturdays. Also at buddyc.org, you can sign up. I've started writing a, a daily Tao devotion. It'll, it's a quote, and then a thought, and then an affirmation that's associated with that. So you guys enjoying that? Is it, I know Amy's, I remember seeing Amy's, she's shaking her head. And then I've got some other people that are looking at it. It's really, you can go up in the menu. I don't have, I've just got it set up in the menu where you can sign up. So uh, you have to look for it. But uh, we're doing that. That's a daily deal. Got the, all the books that we use on the bottom of the homepage at buddyc.org. So you can easily find if you want to order the Jonathan Star or even order an AA, uh, a big book or 12 and 12. They're, they're on there as well. All these other books we use, I try to have a link for all of them there. So easy place to find any of the Zen and then other Zen books I'm reading up. I put on there too. I've got one. I really want to suggest that everyone get, and it's called, uh, Wentza. It's W E N T Z U. And I've got the, uh, the book on buddyc.org. I've been reading it. Uh, it's cut up in little, almost a, a, thought, a paragraph to a page per one. And it's very, very good. I, we might want to look at looking at that in some way, maybe eventually doing some of those stories. So uh, I'd like to get y'all's feedback if y'all get a chance to buy one. It works very good for me for a, like a daily read, like a daily devotion and read the one thought and then uh, one of those a day. Some really, really good practical application and thought in the same process. Winsa was... They don't know if that book was before the Tao Te Ching or after, but it's it's very Taoist. That's exactly what it is. It's like from one of the guys I was reading the third book of Taoist thought that you must must read. So uh, Wince is the name. Any other announcements? Anything I leave out? Craig, you had something, didn't you? Did you have something you wanted to? Yeah, just the just to plug the Facebook page, Tao Understanding Facebook page. If you leave us a nice review like Chrissy did, you'll even get a wee mention. So, Chrissy, thanks very much. Apparently, Chrissy's listened to just under 1,100 minutes of us talking. 
Chrissy, well done. I don't even <laughs> listen that much. And I actually sit in the meetings. Do you think if I did listen, I'd actually learn something? Well, what do you want to send her from uh, Scotland, Craig? You're welcome. Um, could send her my family over. For Craig's family. On to our reading today. We've got the 14th chapter. Marla, would you read for us, please? Verse 14. Look and it can't be seen. Listen and it can't be heard. Reach and it can't be grasped. Above it isn't bright. Below it isn't dark. Seamless, unnameable. It returns to the realm of nothing. Form that includes all forms, image without an image, subtle beyond all conception. Approach it and there is no beginning. Follow it and there's no end. You can't know it, but you can be it at ease in your own life. Just realize where you come from. This is the essence of wisdom. And Ron Hogan's translation, you can't see Tao no matter how hard you look. You can't hear Tao no matter how hard you listen. You can't hold on to Tao no matter how hard you grab, but it's there. It's in you and it's all around you. Remember that. Hmm. Thank you. Amy? McDonald's translation. Look for it and it can't be seen. Listen for it and it can't be heard. Grasp for it and it can't be caught. These three cannot be further described, so we treat them as the one. Its highest is not bright. Its depths are not dark. Unending, unnameable, it returns to nothingness. Formless forms and imageless images, subtle beyond all understanding. Approach it and you will not see a beginning. Follow it and there will be no end. When we grasp the Tao of the ancient ones, we can use it to direct our life today. To know the ancient origin of Tao, this is the beginning of wisdom. Thank you. And here's Jonathan Starr's translation. Eyes look but cannot see it. Ears listen but cannot hear it. Hands grasp but cannot touch it. Beyond the senses lies the great unity. Invisible, inaudible, intangible. What rises up appears bright. What settles down appears dark. Yet there is neither darkness nor light, just an unbroken dance of shadows. For nothingness is from nothingness to fullness and back again to nothingness. This formless form, this imageless image cannot be grasped by mind or might. Try to face it. In what place will you stand? Try to follow it. In what place will you go? Know that which is beyond all beginnings, and you will know everything here and now. Know everything in this moment, and you will know the eternal Tao. Hmm. Light appears, what rises up appears bright. doesn't say it's bright, but it appears to be bright. Yet neither darkness, uh, what settles down appears dark. So the we're fooled by what we see because our eyes can't see it. Our ears can't hear it. We can't grasp it. It's not out here. It's not out here. It's like in the book of Thomas, Jesus said, 
if you're looking for my return in the sky, the birds will get there before you. Because the kingdom of God is within you. It's already within. I think this is saying the same thing. I think this is saying the same. uh, Comments, guys? For me, it's really indescribable. It's, um, you know, like we were talking about, it's it's a, a sense, it's a feeling, it's a intuition that it's there, that there's, there, there is order there, that there's a plan there. Marla, describe for me what sobriety is. What is sobriety? Clarity. In one word, clarity. Yeah, but I mean, but if you said, but that's the result of sobriety. Oh, okay. Just like talking about the Tao, we, we just see the evidence of the Tao. Faith is the evidence of things. Ho- no, no, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But it's so much similar, like any truth. We can only describe it. We can talk about the results of our experience, which for me is peace and joy, acceptance really is the real fruit but how it works i can't tell you i can't tell you how it works and isn't it so personal though yes i mean yes it is a a general condition maybe right not drinking or drugging not ingesting mind-altering substances but then after we get into recovery, then we learn it is so much more than just the substance or not substance. And then it's just personal journey. Well, we start out, Amy, thinking that it's something that alcohol is the problem, first of all. So we think it's something out of ourselves to fix because we start, I blamed everyone else for my problems. Then if I'm really starting to get intuitive, I might blame God for my problems, but I'm still looking outward. I'm not looking inward yet. Then when I start looking inward, I start seeing that uh, all those things were not my problem. So if my change didn't come from outside, all those outward things are not going to be where I see any of that, nor is the place I would see the Tao or anything of significance. This is my um, interpretation of verse 14, I called it the way of sobriety. Try to look and it cannot be seen. Try to hear it cannot be heard. Try to grasp it cannot be understood. These three blend together as one and are beyond comprehension. The aspects of sobriety that are revealed are not dazzling. The aspects of sobriety that are hidden are not obscure. This is the line I really like. Sobriety has no agenda other than to show you how to return to your surrendered nature. That's the whole point of this deal is for us to return to that nature that we already have and just have forgotten that surrendered nature. The way of sobriety weaves through all of life. What is this way? When I help you, I am really helping me. See, because if the help didn't come from me that I needed, then it would be something from the outside. (laughs) It has to be me that gives me my help. If it was something that someone else did for me that caused it to happen or explained something to me or gave me the magic formula or showed me the magic handshake, then that would be something from the outside showing me. 
So it's got to come from within. And when we don't recognize our higher power, we we substitute alcohol for it. And alcohol sort of becomes a, the higher power. Um, so um, it's it's for me, it's good to know or to realize from this that the, the Tao is everywhere. The spirit is everywhere within everything or manifests everything. Um, so sobriety is so much like the Tao as well. Though. It doesn't discriminate. It's there for anybody that wants it. Mm. You just have to be open and receptive to it. Just yeah. the same as the alcohol does not discriminate. Exactly. Same as alcohol yeah, exactly. doesn't discriminate either. Yeah. yeah. Alcohol saved my life. Mm. You'd say that because I would have ended it mm. from where I could not handle the pressure of life and not knowing how to surrender. And alcohol mm. reached that gap for me. And numbed me enough from the moment because really what alcohol was doing was helping me to get out of the moment. Mm-hmm. A substitute for being in the moment really is what it was. Because when the pressures of life had me at that moment, it helped to numb that. I didn't know how to deal with those pressures. It's interesting because I felt at times that the only thing that could keep me in the moment and not tripping out over what happened or what might happen was alcohol. That's what I'm saying, though, Amy. I'm saying oh. that it's, it, it numbed me so I could handle the moment. Mm. I think we're saying the same thing. Yeah, probably. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and for me, on the coming from the Al-Anon side, it, you know, it's, you know, what is sobriety? Well, you know, I don't know. Um, but it's, for me, it's more like what is serenity or and serenity is kind of like that surrendered surrendered self right um and what it is kind of like what 14 says is it's it's hard to describe and it's more of an absence of things than it is of something in and of itself it seems like i can i can say what it's what it's not mm. it's not stress it's not um creating problems in my imagination that aren't happening in the real world or over attending to somebody else's issues or any of those kinds of confusing chaotic thoughts and efforts and activities and scrambled scrambledness in my brain it's not that stuff what it is, it's kind of like nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. Uh-huh. Like an absence of those things. And um, in maybe like pornography, you know, you know it when you see it or you know it when you feel it in this case. Mm. Approach it and there is no beginning. Follow it and there is no end. You can't know it, but you can be it at ease in your own life. This sort of gets back to the, I I guess it's the first chapter. This is sort of like an expansion or a proliferation of the first chapter, right? Where actually the Dao was um, introduced. It almost felt like a repeat, but. um, Yeah. You know, it's, it's, if we're not careful, and this happens a lot. And I, I notice it when I'm working with a newcomer. I have, and I have a tendency. I mean, I, maybe we all do 
to think something else is my problem rather than me. If I'm not careful and don't keep the focus on what my part is, I start identifying everyone else's part because mm-hmm. I'm looking out and outside of me. Now, if I'm wanting to understand the Tao, then it's not out there. I can't describe it outwardly in the same way that any issue I have, the solution is outside of me. It's the same thing. You can't even understand it, really, either. (laughs) Well, just like we don't understand anything of spirituality, really, Chris, all we have is the shell. All we have is the description. Mm -hmm. We, We don't. We don't have, it's like, what did we say about uh, um, trying to describe how a strawberry tastes? Mm. <laughs> I mean, you can try. They just got to taste it. Mm. We, can, we can understand what surrender means in your life and all the gifts that come with it. But until you surrender... You're not going to know what that's like. And notice I said, know it, not understand it. Because I do not understand why it works. I do not understand why when I help you, I'm really helping me. I don't understand that. Makes no sense to me whatsoever. But for me, that's the path back to start realizing this surrendered nature that I had forgotten about. Returning to that nature, just like, the rest of um, just like the rest of nature itself, the rest of all the animals and everything in existence just abides in its surrendered nature to the moment. And I think that's what we as human beings have lost because we surrender to our fears instead and stay out of the moment. And it keeps us all tied up and we end up here. <laughs> talking, talking like this for 24 hours or whatever. <laughs> then meditating and realize, wait a minute, all I'm doing is this is just teaching me to slow down and just, yeah. just sit. Okay. Oh, what are the trees and the birds and the dogs? I mean, you know, any animal, any pet I've ever had didn't get tied up in how what they were going to eat tomorrow or that I know of. I couldn't tell they were at, were nervous about any of that. Yeah, okay. Something even closer. Children. Mm-hmm. My, when my kids were little, they didn't come in after school every day and say, knock on the door before they came in. So what? Can I come in and stay again tonight? No. Just what are you doing? There'd be something wrong with them if they did that, right? Or if they worried over having dinner that night or if they were going to have clothes or or whatever, that was not a care concern to them. Hmm. So as we grow up, we start buying into these fears that we're not provided for. That That's why I think uh, another Bible reference that the kingdom uh, that that the, the children are, are like the kingdom of God, that these little children are, are like the kingdom. And I think it's in, the, in their dependence that they're like the kingdom. It's the same thing. We forget that and we let our fears run our lives and it takes us out of the moment. I mean, little children are in the moment. Mm-hmm. They're not worried about anything else except what they're doing right now. Same thing. Same when was thing. the last time you went walked through a mud puddle instead of around it? <laughs> 
I saw a kid doing that today and I just chuckled, you know, it was really great to see that, you know. Great for you to see them doing that, but exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> their parents might not have thought it was that great, but well, I, their mother was uh, ignoring them <laughs> <laughs> while they were doing that. She was a good mother. She didn't scold them. <laughs> when in the McDonald translation, y'all just uh, interrupt me. If you got if you have something. Uh when we grasp the Tao of the ancient ones, we can use it to direct our life today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I like about this chapter is that it connects the Tao to practicality, making it a practical thing. Yeah. I like the way that Starr put that. He said, know that which is beyond all be beginnings and you will know everything here and now. It's not about knowing something in the future. It's about that intuitive knowing that's available for now. And what is it? It's usually just the next right thing. I remember one day we were talking about the big saying was God opening doors, right? And I thought, I said, you know, I don't open a door until I'm ready to walk through it. I want to see door the doors of my life open like for years and years way out in front to pacify my fear. All that is is fear. But I open a door the moment I want to walk through and I close it immediately after I walk through it. So why would we think that if we're thinking some situation is going to change that's a month off of changing or a week or a day that that door is going to open this moment. It's not. It opens when it's time for the door to open. One door at a time. More of learning to be in the moment, right? Learning to be it. Huh. Yeah, as a practical matter, it's necessary to have direction and to have plans. But that's different, Chris, from, from worrying a failure. Yeah. Um, you, you can make plans forever out, but just lower your expectations of those plans. Okay, well, it's going to work a different way if it doesn't work exactly the way that, mm -hmm. that I thought it would. Uh, uh, being in the moment doesn't mean that you don't make plans for the future. It just means that uh, you don't live in your fear of tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Craig, what do you have, sir? I completely agree. Thank you. You concur? Absolutely. I concur. The, what you just said reminds me of a book I've just started reading with one of my sponsees. It's called um, Everywhere You Go, There You Are. Yeah. Everywhere You Go, There You Are. There You Are, yeah. And that's that, that's, that's, that phrase. Sorry? A whole book about that phrase? Absolutely. Yep. That's John Cabot Zinn, isn't it? That's the one. Yep. Yeah. That's the one. Right. Yep. Um, so we just started that, and that's that, that's that's pretty much talking about this as well. Just living in the moment and not living in that fear of yesterday and what's going to happen in the future, because there's really right. not much that we can do about it. So it's all about staying in the moment. And um, I, I think as, from from what we've, we've only started it last Monday there, um, but from what I can gather from it, it's, it's really talking about just concentrating on what you have. Rather than what you want, um, and what, what you have spiritually rather than materialistically as well. Um, 
So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to reading that. But I just, I just, I, I like, I like the, um, I like the way this verse just relates back to how things are in sobriety. So, yeah, Craig. So even outside of sobriety, what's a practical application of this verse? Because they're they're looking all of the. The translators here are talking very practical, like Chris said with this verse. Um, realize where you come from. You know, you can use it today to direct your life. It's in you. It's all around you. So how, how do you apply this? I think a lot of it's not giving into your ego, not, not becoming grandiose like we used to be not feeling loftier or better than everybody else. Remembering that everybody else is the same. We're all sick people. We've all got things going on. Not judging people and condemning them for things that they're doing. Remembering that we need to keep our side of the street clean as well. Am I am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing before I start judging other people? You know, it's interesting in that first verse where it says, look, it can't be seen. It's not as if it's hiding from you. It's not possible to see it. Mm. It's, it's not you're dumb and you can't see it. You know, it's not that. It's not possible. You're looking for something that can't be seen. You're listening for something that can't be heard. Yeah, I I've got a a book that has um, what they call a discussion after the inter after the translation in it. And one of the things I liked in that book was that. Um, Oh, is that said, um, this is the last few lines of a paragraph, though it is so profound and obscure, it seems there is an essence. Its essence is so real and truthful, it gives you faith. And that pricked my ears up, because uh, my eyes up or whatever, <laughs> because it um, it's sort of, for me, is the link to... Um, where the Tao tends to be intellectual, you know, I've thought of it that way a lot. It's a thought, you know, it's a thought process getting to it. This this discussion ties it to faith, which I like. You know, how do you use the Tao as a way of being having faith that things will be be good, and that's. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Or how about this, Chris? Allowing yourself to see what the Tao, the flow of life has for you and learning to live in acceptance. And that acceptance comes the peace and the joy and the things that you're looking for. Right. And yeah. Yeah, I think I think we come at this from an intellectual because it's all we have. Mm-hmm. And then as we keep seeking, then we start realizing that this isn't about an intellectual understanding. It's just about knowing. We have to know it, which comes from being it, you know, uh, not knowing from intellectually, but knowing from a heart knowledge. And uh, Right, right. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of 
Deng's disciple we talked about a few weeks ago where, you know, he can't figure out why he's not getting it. And he's trying, he's trying to do everything the other disciples are doing and he's not getting it. And he's trying this and he's trying that. Um, and, you know, it seems like he was intellectualizing all of it. And, he, and uh, Deng had to send him on to Lao, Lao Tzu and Lao Tzu talked to him and, and uh, you know, kind of talked about all the baggage he was bringing with him. And um, looking at the Red Pine edition that says, Lutong Pin says, we can only see it inside us hear it inside us and grasp it inside us. When our essence becomes one, we can see it. When our breath becomes one, we can hear it. When our spirit becomes one, we can grasp it. So it's not, and I think this is what we've been saying. It's not out there. It's not in a book. It's not in a style of meditation. It's something that has to, that's always there that we tap into inside ourselves, not externally. I think that's consistent what the rest of you have been saying too. Yes. Yes. Uh, exactly, Craig. It does, I think it does relate to the ninth step mm-hmm. problem. Well, the other phrase that we, we hear a lot is the, doing the next right thing. Um, just knowing what the next right thing is. I mean, how do you know it? Well, you just have to. You know, you're going to make mistakes, I guess, but, you know. I just thought they intuitively knew rather than knowledgely knew. Like, like I, I think I know what the next right thing to do is, but you know what? There's something inside me that's really telling me what the next right, right thing right. is. Yeah. Have you guys I'm not, I'm, I'm not, experienced that? Have y'all experienced that? Yeah, I think you have things that you're not, you're not trying to intellectually understand why you really should do it. Just, you know that you should just do it. It's, you just know that it's right in your heart that, you know, this is really what you need to do. Yeah. And we don't really have to understand why we want to do it or why we have to do it. We just, mm-hmm. which is completely opposite to how things used to be because I was so self-centered and selfish that, do you know what? Screw everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you. Mm. And Screw if I'm arguing with myself about why I shouldn't do it, that's probably what I should do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. Too busy. <laughs> Where's the? It becomes a working. Oh, here it is. What used to be the hunch or the top of eighty-seven, the hunch or the occasional inspirational, the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. That's the way they described it. And I like I, this is a starting at the bottom of page eighty-six. In thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here, we ask God for inspiration, intuitive thought, or decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We're often surprised how the right answers come after we have tried this for a while. That answer coming is the intuitive knowing. The answer just comes. And gra- what used to be a hunch or the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. In other words, we start living in that more. Um, and I think what I had to learn, you know, everybody, I know of people in recovery that have a problem when you say, well, God did, you know, 
They said, no, 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 they're, you know, and they want to fight all of that God stuff. I just let everybody settle where they need to settle with that. If you want to call it God, if you want to call it the flow, or if you want to call it Jesus Christ, my Savior, you know, it doesn't matter to me. Oh, I hate that in a meeting, though. I just cringe when I hear that in a meeting. Don't you, Amy? I know you do, too. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's their prerogative. I, I let them, you know, we all have our path to whatever we end up believing God is. Or for me, our path to what is, is what, where I'm at at the moment. So and I'm sure it's going to change. I mean, it's changed all this time, you know. So don't get hung up on what it's called. All right. Exactly. Well, I thought I saw a little story that kind of relates to this thing of, um, you know, the intuition and being in the flow and how think when, when you're in the right state of mind, things kind of happen in the right way. And it was about um, the guy that played the Oz and the wizard of Oz. And he was looking all over. He wanted a certain kind of um, coat and vest to wear in the part and he was looking all over for it and he couldn't find it. And he finally, finally he was in a secondhand clothing store and he saw something that he thought he would like and that would work well. So he got it and it's what he wears in the, um, in the movie. And when he looked in the pocket liner of it, the na- there was a name in there and it was L. L. Frank Baum, who was the author of the wizard of Oz and his wife went on to confirm um, and looking at the pictures that it, her husband had, in fact, um, worn that coat and that vest. So here he was trying to get just the right thing for the movie and failing and not really finding anything. Um, and then he gets the exact same thing that the author had worn himself um, for the to use for the wizard and the Wizard of Oz. So sometimes those kind of coincidences, synchronicities. Um, that to me is oftentimes a sign that um, I'm not pushing too hard. I'm letting things come and letting them appear when they're ready to. Mm -hmm. And it does happen rarely for me. Mm -hmm. Probably happens a lot more than I know it. Exactly. I was just going to say that it happens more than we recognize. (laughs) Or, Or does it happen? Does it happen that much that we start taking credit for it? Rather than, Rather than really accepting why why things are happening, we, we very quickly think that I'm doing it all of a sudden. Oh, look at me! I've oh, done yeah. all this. I've done this again. Yeah. It is empowering when you start making doing all these right things intuitively, <laughs> and like all the things intuitively, it doesn't happen often, but mm. it's empowering. Not in ego building. It feels good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Firming. So I'll go ahead, Luke. I just say that it's um, picking up on what Marla was saying. It's affirming. Hmm. I think that's why we have to call it love. Is because we don't have a better word to call it. Um, I was just thinking Nirvana. Yeah. Very weird you said that because I just listened to an interview with Dave Grohl from Nirvana. Yes. That was on, on Smartless. That was an that was an incredible interview. Yeah, that's that's a great podcast, by the way. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I produce it myself. <laughs> I'm glad I turned you on to it. <laughs> you turned me on to a lot of things, Marla. 
You're welcome. Um, Did Sensei say why, where, you, where, what he is? What's going on? I'll call and check on him here in a little bit and see what happened. I always Did like you? this. Third, I don't know why. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I've got this is the third thing I've spoken about Bible stuff today. This is First Corinthians thirteen. This is the they call it the love chapter. Uh, I may speak in different languages of people or even angels, but if I do not have love, I'm only a noisy bell or a crashing cymbal. We could think of love as that intuitive knowing too. I may have the gift of prophecy. I may understand all secret things of God and have all knowledge. And I may have faith so great I can move mountains. But even with all these things, if I do not have love, then I am nothing. I may give away everything I have and may even give my body as an offering to be burned. But I gain nothing if I do not have love. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous. It does not brag. It's not proud, not rude, not selfish, does not get upset with others, does not count up wrongs that have been done. Love takes no pleasure in evil, but rejoices over truth. Love patiently accepts all things. It always trusts, always hopes, and always endears. Love never ends. I thought about that, Lou, when you talked about we just don't know what happening. You know, it would only be a concept of real love that would not want credit for all the, and then, then, you know, how, what we think of God gets blamed for all these bad things. <laughs> it's like almost the reverse of what may be happening, you know? Yeah. That was the way that can't be named, but sometimes you're in, you're in that way, you're in that flow and you can't name it, but it, it feels good. You can be it, right? Be it, yeah. You can be it and live. And, you know, the, the more you live there or can live there, come to live there, it must be superb. <laughs> I get little flashes. Nirvana. Yeah. Me too. That's good. Anything else with this? Amy, have you started? I know you've got your Jonathan Starr. Have you done your own translations yet of what these things? I bet no. you have. No, I really haven't. I really haven't. I've been... <laughs> You know, that new grandbaby has really been uh, occupying my time a lot. Um, Yeah. So, um, but I do, I think I have some comments. (laughs) Um, First about the, um, the, the kingdom of God, which, yeah, I get, I kind of cringe when people start talking about the Jesus Bible stuff, but I'm getting better because I'm really grateful at this point in my journey that I had some sort of foundation. You know, I'm, I'm glad that my parents drug my ass to church every Sunday and Wednesday and every day in between, because it, I, I think it helped me to get some fundamental knowledge, right? Some moral basis of what's right and wrong. Right. So put that out there, but as far as it being deep down and, you know, inside me, I think it's really interesting that um, taking it back to recovery, of course, we had we learned that we had to fully concede to our innermost selves that we were alcoholics. Then we were fooling ourselves for deep down in every man, woman and child is the fundamental idea of God. 
So in both places, deep down inside, I got to admit that I'm an alcoholic. And then that's exactly where I find the answer, right? So total 100% agreement that everything is already here. It's just really fucked up by everything that I did to it, right? Thinking that I could find a better way. Thinking back to my other favorite book. Yes, we were like you, far too smart for our own good. We love to have people call us precocious. We used our education to blow ourselves up into private balloons. Knowledge was all powerful. Intellect could conquer nature. The God of intellect displaced the God of our fathers. We had to reconsider or die. This is from the 12 and 12 step two. They helped us get down to our right size. By their example, meaning other AAs, right? By their example, they showed us that humility and intellect could be compatible, provided we place humility first. When we began to do that, we received the gift of faith, a faith which works. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, the doubt. So that's what I get from 14. You know, and, and a lot of people think Tao is God, but really it's the book of virtue. The, the, the God would be the day, the T-E would be the virtue part. But this is just the path to virtues, what it is. That's all this is. Anything else, guys? That's good. Thank you. When you get time, Amy, you're going to enjoy going through what I did was I highlighted all the words I liked in the back, and then I went and underlined the ones to make my, like, for example, 14 is looking at it. It cannot be seen. Its name is is elusive. Listening, it cannot be heard. And and it's inaudible. It's, It's called inaudible. Try to touch it, and you can't catch it. These three, you cannot comprehend. You just cannot comprehend. Thus, they blend together and act as one. It's rising is not bright. It's falling is not obscure. Continuous, not able to describe. It returns again to that which has no existence. This is called without form, shape without shape, without substance of its own. This is called indefinable, indefinable, unimaginable. If you look in the front, you will not see its beginning. If you follow behind, you will not see where it ends. Grasp the Tao of Ode. Well, no, let me go. Um, move, move with the Tao here and now. Its existence has the power to understand the beginning, and it's called the Tao. It's an unbroken strand. It's in everything. We just can't see it like Lou said. I would really encourage y'all to get this Jonathan Star book. It's fun. I like doing that. I like looking at those. Anything else, guys? It's been a good meeting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, have y'all noticed that when we first, I, get, I think if we went back and pulled the 14th, the conversation about 14 before, I bet it would be a total, a lot different conversation than it is now because I, we're getting simpler conversations because we're, I think we're starting to look at the, look at the source 
less and less from the intellect and more from the knowing, which is what we're talking about. I'm going to go back and listen to the old 14 and see how different it is from this one. How old would that be? Uh, we started in 17. Can you believe that? We started in the summer of 17. Really? Wow. Really? Wow. 17? Yeah. So uh, it would be three, two, three years ago, two years mm-hmm. ago. It'd be a while back. So I've been listening to them in order and I'm, uh, I don't know, like I'm at the, maybe in the fall of 2020 of episodes. And um, it was just a few episodes back that you finished the 81st. Okay. So, mm. so probably would have been 2019 then. Maybe? Yeah, probably so. And we actually did those. We had to go back and redo the first ones again. So uh, they were actually recorded after, but they're, I put uh, them in, in the podcast. So, but uh, we started in 17 in the summer when the SRC was started. And then we started doing the podcasting in October, I think, mm-hmm. of 17. So, man, we were young back then, weren't we? So young. So young. God. You weren't treated by, by COVID either. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I know, it was pre-COVID. It is yeah. fun to listen to the episodes with COVID. Start. Well, how are you all dealing with this? Well, it's going to be just a few more weeks and we'll be <laughs> things. And I'm like, fuck, it's still going on. It's like two years later. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody mm. did say at the beginning, she said it's going to be four years of it. And I, we're all like, no, no way. It just very well might be four years. Yeah, just, haha, joke's on you, six weeks, and we'll be back to normal. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, done, we, married. we had a great we had a great meeting with um, Shane um, during COVID as well on, on that Sober Guy podcast. Mm-hmm. There was Shane, Buddy, Don M from the Boiled Owl podcast. Myself, it was Shane that does the introduction to 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 this podcast. Yeah, we did, didn't we? On how to stay sober during the it's, pandemic. What we yeah, I, I think it was. I think it was to do is how, how are you handling things and what what can you what opportunities can you see of 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 where we're at. Finding gratitude. Yeah, that was that was a great conversation. We all handled uh, COVID pretty well, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could we been- are handling COVID pretty okay. much. I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take yeah. that. If I haven't I'm picked s- up a drink yet, I'm still enjoying pick- things because I've not, I've, I've not reverted back to my busyness of pre-COVID. I'm just still enjoying coming home, having dinner with my family, and just spending time with them, and just doing what I need to do. There's no great rush of having to come home, go straight back out again, and. Mm. Yeah, it really is just maintaining that connection. So I'm, I'm still enjoying it. Chrissy, if you're still listening, if you text me your email, if you text me your, your address and through Messenger, I'll send you a Christmas card that my wife's painted for, for listening. You're so kind. <laughs> well, my, my wife will. If you wanted a hand painted Christmas card from Craig's wife. Hey, wait, 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 wait till I show you this. Just wait, wait till I show you this. All of a sudden, Craig's going to get like 400 different addresses. 
his wife's gonna kick his ass. Okay, guys, y'all have a fantastic week, and we will see you next week. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.